on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. How's it going? My name's Robert Kerr here with you on the show. As always, lots to celebrate here in Michigan soccer. Uh, on the show this week, I got two great interviews on the tail of his fifth straight state finals appearance. I've got Gross Eel Boys varsity head coach John Evans, as well as Calvin Knight's women's coach Emily Hattenhoff. They just completed an undefeated season and are on their way in the NCAA tournament. So two great interviews on the show this week. But first, I'll let you know a little bit about what's going on, a little bit of headline action here. Um, some success to note as the Michigan Stars won the NISA championship game at Romeo High School Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Looked like they packed the place with a whole lot of youth soccer players and were able to come out victorious 1-0 over uh, Albion San Diego. Uh, Michigan State women made quite the achievement. They went 16-2-3, qualifying. They got a ticket to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2009. What a job. First-year Spartan head coach Jeff Hosler has done. Uh, truly remarkable. They will be hosting Milwaukee at DeMartin Stadium on Friday evening. So a lot of success going around the uh, collegiate uh, teams here in the Great Lakes State, as well as Anisa Championship, so Michigan-based teams uh, dominant in the NISA. Uh, also want to mention high school boys state championships were our champions were crowned this past weekend. All four divisions got winners. Division one, Rochester Adams, congratulations. They won two nil over Rockford. Division two was played in Novi. Rich and Gold Lake beat Cranbrook Kingswood one nil. In Division Three, Holland Christian 2, uh, Gross Eel nil, And in Division Four, also played in Novi, Muskegon, Western Michigan Christian 1, and Arbor Green Hills 0. So congratulations to the champs in 2022, Rochester Adams, Richland Gold Lake, Holland Christian, and Muskegon, Western Michigan Christian. All right, without further ado, this week's feature interviews with Grosseal Boys varsity head coach John Evans, followed by Calvin Knight's women's head coach Emily Ottenhoff here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. All right, next up here on Michigan Soccer Central, I guess I'm very excited to speak to on the tail end, uh, the, 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 the quiet times after the storm of the Michigan boys high school playoff season, 
when I saw this note come across the Michigan Soccer Central uh, socials, I had to get him on to talk to him. I got coach of Gross Eel High School who just made their fifth state final in a row. And to talk a little bit more about it, I got head coach, Mr. John Evans. Thank you for joining us here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, sir. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, um, like I said, uh, you just had your fifth uh, final um, in consecutive years. Um, Quite a season, just kind of scanning over your results. It, It really looked like you got hot at the business end of the season this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think hot and healthy kind of uh, coincide here, to be honest. Uh, We started out the year severely unhealthy, uh, you know, players with some health issues, illness early on. um, And then one player specifically, uh, Drew Cardinal, our center forward, was returning from ACL surgery. And actually the only match that he played the entire duration was, uh, was actually in the final. So, kind of as he got healthier and got more uh, minutes on the field, um, along with a few other players, uh, you know, we started to turn some results the other way. And I don't think uh, the first half or even first two-thirds of the season really does our does our team justice. So you felt like you really became the team uh, you would have wanted right there at the end then? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, at some point in time uh, when the results weren't necessarily going our way, uh, the league kind of became uh, secondary, and uh, the focus was then um, focusing on the playoffs and hopefully uh, being able to come away with three trophies, which we did. But unfortunately, you know, the last one wasn't the the bigger one that we were after in the end. So let's talk about it. You brought it up. <laughs> so on a Saturday, uh, the fifth of November, um, your fifth final in a row, you faced against. Holland Christian, who became the uh, State Cup champions uh, after a 2-0 result. Kind of walk us through how that game went. Yeah, you know, we probably knew going into the game that uh, they were going to be the aggressor and probably dictate the play to us. They're a very good possession-oriented team, and um, we knew that they were going to have pretty good spells of possession. Uh, we had, uh, you know, wind gusts up to even higher than 40 miles per hour in our face in the first half. So we got through the first half, uh, first 40 minutes, 0-0, limiting chances on goal. We actually had two decent chances on goal ourselves. Um, And I think we kind of knew going into it that, you know, we weren't going to score more than two goals and we were probably going to be sufficient with just one. And if we were going to win the game, it was only going to be 1-0 because they had only conceded four goals on the entire season, or seven goals, I'm sorry, on the entire season. Um, and you know, we were going to get the penalties at zero, zero or win one, zero in our opinion, and two goals on them was probably going to be a stretch, but, uh, you know, they kind of got the best of us in the second half. Unfortunately, we actually ended up conceding on two set pieces on two corners. Um, after the first one, we tried pushing players forward cause we knew we were going to have limited opportunities on goal. And then, you know, the game kind of got away from us when they, uh, were able to seal the deal with the second goal with like just around 10 minutes remaining in the game. But, you know. Tip our, tip our hats to them. They're a very good team. Um, they want it for a reason, and, you know, uh, you don't like to lose by any means, but uh, we lost to a very respectable opponent for sure. So your gross eel side when it was fully assembled and healthy, can I describe – you described uh, your uh, opponents in Holland Christian. How, how would you describe your own side uh, when, when you were at full, full strength? You know, we actually uh, – 
every year has been a little bit different. And, you know, every year at the end of the year, like even somebody told me the first year that we got there, just, you know, enjoy the moment and, uh, you know, cause this doesn't happen and very often. And now, Hey, look at us now we're sitting at five in a row. Um, and, uh, you know, if you asked me 365 days ago, if we would be here coming off of five appearances in a row, I probably would have said it's highly unlikely. Um, but you know, we had a mixed team this year. We were led by our six seniors. Um, one of which was Hayden Watson. Uh, he's actually an outside back for us this year, but in the two previous final appearances, he's actually been our goalkeeper. Um, so he played on the field as an outside back and it's pretty unique. We, we don't have a very big junior class either. So, uh, the lineup was pretty much mixed of a bunch of seniors and sophomores that started the gel as the year went on. And I think the sophomores, uh, really grew into their, uh, their roles and the expectations and the standards that we set and, uh, you know, started to get settled in and, you know, even, even seems a bit more settled in than I would have thought even in like a state semifinal and a state final. Um, and I think just as the year progressed, uh, those players got stronger and now hopefully we can get a big, good off season out of those guys to, uh, try to get back there again next year. What was your highlight of this, uh, fall 2022 season? Uh, you know, just, I think, you know, especially if you look back at our schedule, there was a week where uh, we ended up losing two league matches in a row, which has never been done. Um, and there were two away matches at Milan and New Boston Huron, who um, aren't easy opponents as is. And, you know, every league match is always going to be a little bit more difficult. But I think after those two losses in a row, uh, we did have a handful, a, a good handful of injuries and kids out on illness at that time. But I think people probably counted us out that we would never even make it that far. Um, but I think the highlight in all of it is, you know, being able to put together eight wins in a row, um, six of which were in the postseason and being able to get back to the final. I mean, we were just, you know, one moment away from putting a goal away on Holland Christian and being able to hold on. But, um, you know, it's difficult. And I think, you know, two of the best teams in division three were able to face off and uh, the final and, you know, we're, we're happy that we were there, but obviously we're not going to settle for uh, second place. So hopefully we can come back stronger even next year. With your kind of uh, mixed uh, classes in the team this year uh, and some promising underclassmen. So, uh, there's a possibility for the team to, to keep progressing and maybe go one better in 23? Uh, you know, hopefully it's all going to depend on the next nine months ahead of us, to be completely honest. And, you know, my, my last two words to, or last two sentences to, to the boys is always going to be, it's not, you know, what we're doing in August through November, but it's going to be what we're doing in November through July. That's going to get us to where we want to be in the following year. So, um, you know, we'll put together an off-season plan for the boys as they head off to, you know, their club teams. And um, some of them are multi-sport athletes and don't play club soccer. But hopefully, you know, the goal is to continue to improve and then get more athletic, bigger, faster, stronger, so that uh, we can continue to, to compete in Division Three. What were those two sentences uh, you, you, you left them with again? Uh, just that, you know, it's not what we're doing in, during the season from August to November, but what we do during the off season from November to July, which is going to help us get to, you know, hosting trophies and uh, winning games during the season, you know, and it's, it's the things that we do in the off season that are going to make that happen.
with the season so compacted, you pretty much have to be in shape when the season starts, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if everyone knows high school soccer, like even with just our league, we play on Mondays and Wednesdays. So, you know, we, we typically try to train on Sundays, uh, play a match on Monday, uh, prepare again on Tuesday for a match on Wednesday. And then, you know, Thursday through Sunday is essentially recovering because two matches in no matter of three days is, is very difficult on the body. So there's, you know, very little time for us to be able to, you know, implement some fitness into training and be able to get the kids more fit unless it's through playing, which at that point in time, if you're, if you're playing to get fit, um, you're probably playing guys that shouldn't be out on the field anyways, because they're struggling, um, which can be difficult. So, you know, just with the compacted season and so many matches during such a small period of time, it can be difficult to, you know, get more fit and bigger, stronger and faster throughout the season. So we got to do that during the off season. What uh, remedies do you think there could be to not have such a, a, a double up sort of a schedule? Yeah, I think pretty much the only possibility is if uh, we went to either like a Wednesday, Saturday schedule, Monday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Friday, where uh, we can actually have two recovery days in between at an absolute minimum, ideally three. Um, but, you know, it, it's really beneficial, at least during the state tournament, that the final and the semifinal, the semifinals played on a Wednesday, and then the finals played on a Saturday, and you get a, a good two-day, 48-hour period to recover. In your tenure uh, at Gross Eel High School, you've gone to, like I said, or like we've discussed, uh, five consecutive finals. What could you credit that to, 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 to reaching the, the final game each year? I think the biggest thing is just the commitment from the players and, uh, you know, making sure that everybody's bought into achieving the same goal in mind and, you know, what they do during the offseason to be able to, uh, you know, make the make the regular season that much easier on us and, um, you know, their attention, to, our players' attention to detail and making sure that we really know our opponent going into the game and making it as easy as possible so we know what, uh, what to expect when we get there. Um, has all I think has been one of our strong suits to date. And then when you arrived there, uh, what what sort of uh, condition was the program in? Were you continuing uh, success from before, or did you, or has this run to the finals five years in a row been a step up? Uh, you know, when when the position came about, uh, and in my interview, I was hopeful uh, that I could help get the team over the hump. Um, and uh, I, I believe that. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, Mike DeSena was the coach prior to I, uh, and uh, he had made it to at least one semifinal. I'm not, I think he may have made it to two semifinals where he won regionals twice. Um, but, you know, ever since 2002, when Grozio won it in their only appearance before I took over, um, you know, we just wanted to get back to the final, and that was the goal. Um, if you would have asked me seven years later if we would have made it to the finals five times out of seven years, I would have said you were crazy, but, uh, you know, we've kind of found it, found our way and helped really establish ourselves again in division three. But, um, to date, I think we have like 14 district championships in a row. Um, and now obviously five regional championships and five, um, state appearance, state final appearances. But, um, the first two years, uh, we lost in the regional final. Um, so, We've always kind of made it pretty far, but, you know, never quite got over the hump. And now we've been over the hump a few times and hopefully we can keep doing this as we move forward. 
the 2022 season now over, you, you take a bit of a breath, but I know that you have a, a couple other roles within the soccer world. Uh, what do you do now? So now I'll transition to, uh, to club soccer. Um, a lot of kids actually at Grozeal don't actually play in our club. We only have a handful in a, in a few different age groups, at least at, at the high school level. Um, but I am the club director at Detroit City FC Downriver. Um, and I'll start coaching some of the high school boys teams as we transition into the winter months and then into the spring later on. And then come January, we'll start an offseason plan with Grozeal. Very interesting. So, so it doesn't really slow down. It just changes gears and goes indoors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it kind of even overlapped a little bit. Uh, we try to give the the players that have uh, ended their high school seasons opportunities to be able to play, starting with the week of regionals after districts. So, um, you know, we're in our third week technically of club soccer, but I didn't start up until this week actually. Well, uh, Coach John Evans of uh, Gross. Eel uh, Boys Varsity, uh, congrats on making it to your fifth consecutive uh, State Cup game and all the best moving forward. Thank you for joining us here on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. on Michigan Soccer Central. Very excited for our next segment. Our next guest just celebrated tournament victory in the MIAA after an undefeated regular season. Uh, Second-year head coach uh, Emily Ottenhoff now joins us. Congratulations, coach, on a great season. Your side won uh, the Michigan Soccer Central. We are Soccer Team of the Week last week for the undefeated regular season. And then uh, since arranging it, you uh, won on Saturday to win the tournament as well. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. So second year at the helm of Calvin Knights. What uh, last year could you see the success happening of having going undefeated and then winning uh, your, your league and tournament? Yeah. Well, actually, just uh, this is actually my fifth year at Calvin. So um, just starting my fifth season. Um, but as we've gone, uh, you know, gone along here, um, I, I thought we could have a better season, uh, this year than last, uh, last year was kind of a next step for us. And I think this year is the same thing, uh, just trying to take steps forward each year of, uh, getting a little bit better. And, um, did I think it would be undefeated? Uh, I know. Um, but I, I think we felt like if we took it every game and, you know, each game at a time that we'd be able to, uh, you know, potentially get a result in a lot of those matches. So um, it's been a good season and looking forward to what, what's coming up for us. Apologies. I think I might have been reading some old notes, but fifth year in the program, well-established. I saw that you yourself went there. But to get to this point on Saturday, November 5th, uh, we're just 24 hours after it. Uh, you beat Trine 1-0. That sounds like a tight affair. Uh, kind of walk us through that, that, that victory. Yeah, uh, we had a, a close match with them earlier in the season a couple weeks ago, um, also a 1-0 game. Um, it was kind of a windy day yesterday, weird weather, um, and it's postseason soccer, so uh, you can't expect uh, just 
any sort of uh, anybody running any the other team over or anything like that. It's always going to be a tight match. And so um, it was a, a, a good match for us. I thought we started a little slow. Uh, we also were going into the wind. I think I underestimated the first half on um, how that was affecting us. Um, and then yeah, I thought we came out of the gate in the second half a little bit harder. Um, honestly, both teams had good chances. Trine's a really good team. Um, and we knew that they would put some dangerous uh, chances on goal. But uh, in the end, Sophie uh, had a, a really great uh, cutback inside the box and put it far post, back bar, and um, was really excited to see her celebrate that goal. Um, she scored quite a few last year and has been struggling to score in the past couple weeks. So it's a big moment for her um, and for our group. Uh, it was a complete team effort for us. It looks like you had a lot of shots in the game. Uh, you had the advantage 19-12, uh, to 12 and it took uh, like a moment of quality. It sounds like a banger of a goal there in the second half by uh, Sophie uh, Mueller. Yeah, I, I, we, we put a decent amount of shots on goal. I think we need to work on our shot on goal percentage. But, um, but yeah, I, we had a couple slide through the box uh, in the first half, just mistimed some things. Thought we could have crashed into the box a little bit better. But, um, you know, in those moments, uh, you know, Sophie was a conference MVP for us last year as a sophomore. And so uh, relying on her to make a, a moment happen. Um, and her teammates were, you know, putting some press on as well. So uh, relying her on her to make that moment happen was a great thing for us. Tell us a little bit about your program. The uh, Calvin Knights, obviously, in 2022, uh, you won the MIAA uh, regular season undefeated with just one draw. And then now you've won the tournament. Um, for those who don't know, Calvin College is on the uh, Grand Rapids. Is it in Grand Rapids itself or is it in the surrounding area? Yeah, we're in Grand Rapids. We're just on the southeast side of Grand Rapids. And so you've been with the program quite a bit. Like, what does uh, how how does your team play, and kind of what's the 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 history or the like the the pedigree of your program? Yeah. Um, so we've had a, a good history in our program. Um, we've won, I think this is now 13 conference titles. Um, that's more than, um, anybody else in our conference. Um, we've been to three elite eights. Uh, we've had, you know, conference MVPs and all Americans in our program. Um, and in taking, you know, the program back over, uh, now as a coach, I was a student athlete in the program. You know, the goal has been to kind of reestablish us back to that some back to some of that success we had, um, and then try to take it further. Um, so, uh, I think this is all just you know the season has been another step towards that. Um, like I said, we've had really good seasons. Uh, in 2006, we went 22-0 and one and lost in penalties to go to the final four. In 2015, I think they won about 18 games uh, and lost in the elite eight to go to the final four. So, um, so yeah, some really good history and. You know, we say, you know, stood on, standing on the women's, you know, shoulders of those who came before us. And so, um, like I said, trying to reestablish this um, and then send it further than, it, you know, we've ever been. Um, takes a lot of work to do that. Um, I'm not, that doesn't bother me. I'm going to try to go after that. But really excited for our women this year uh, to be, you know, champions again and um, be able to participate in the NCAA tournament again. So what now does uh, winning the tournament unlock uh, going ahead? Because the season's not done yet. Correct. So tomorrow at two will be a selection show uh, from the NCAA and we'll find out um, where we're headed or if we're hosting, uh, who we're matched up with. And in our tournament, you have kind of pods of four 
um, and you play those that out for a weekend, so two matches in a weekend, and if you advance, you get to the next weekend of that, um, and then so on and so forth. So um, excited to see uh, you know what our next step is, and I know our team's really excited to see that tomorrow. Oh, very exciting stuff. So on Monday, uh, November 7th, uh, this will probably come out after that. And by the time it's posted, uh, you'll know your uh, next opponent. Um, I guess for those who haven't like watched you play, what's what's the style that your, your team is really playing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it cha- changes. Uh, I think we call it kind of decision-based, uh, you know, what's available. Um we're not just going to be passing it side to side. We like to try to score goals. Uh, I can tell you some days it looks like that and probably some days it doesn't. I think each, you know, match that we play prevent, presents different, uh, you know, challenges. Uh, you know, yesterday trying uh, didn't high process. And so it took us a little bit to figure out how we were going to try to get through that. Um, we're pretty good team in transition. Um, and so um, they weren't sitting in, but they weren't coming at us uh, as high as they did the first match. And so, um, so yeah, trying to figure that out. And I think trying to teach our women, um, uh, uh, how to read that and try to make those adjustments on their own. So, uh, like I said, decision-based, uh, I love watching our team score goals. Um, and so, uh, we're going to try to send people forward and, uh, you know, slot balls through the box to try to, to score as many as possible. Um, and this year we happen to be pretty good in the air. Um, and so, uh, we've won a lot of corner kicks, um, which we've scored off of a number of times. And then um, got a solid back line. And so we haven't allowed a ton of goals. That's allowed our, our attack to really, um, I guess, uh, it maybe not put as many shots on goal or be as efficient as we maybe need to be in other, t- in other times. But um, each team is different. And you try to figure out the way that, you know, that team each year is going to win games. So that's been our formula for this year. Which team so far in this unbeaten run has, has made you work the hardest or was the hardest to overcome? Oh man, um, there's been a lot of different types of challenges. Like I said, each team presents a different one. Our, our conference is really challenging. Uh, you know, going on the road uh, to Adrian was difficult. We drew that match. Uh, it was raining. It was sideways wind, um, and they came at us really hard. Uh, Hope College uh, has a really athletic team, um, and obviously that's a rival of ours. So that game is always a good one. Uh, and trying obviously two one zero games. Uh, they've been very good. Um, trying to think non-conference University of Chicago is always a, you know, perennial powerhouse type of team. So, uh, that was a different type of challenge for us. So a handful of them there, like I said, our conferences, uh, you know, there's a number of teams that could have slotted in and won the thing. So, uh, to be able to come out of that, I told our team, if we could do it, that would be a, that would be, they, they would have done something really hard. Um, so yeah, a couple of those teams are probably the ones that stick out in my head. You've been at Calvin for a number of years in a number of roles, player, coach, uh, assistant. The, uh, what's been the thing that's kept you there for so long? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I was there as a student athlete uh, and from 2006 to 2010. I went away um, and coached at some other schools. Um, just I, I decided I vocationally wanted to be a coach. Um, and then obviously thankful that the opportunity came back at the right time to come back to Calvin. Um, and honestly, um, coming back, uh, just a place where one, I already kind of had some blood, sweat and tears, uh, put into it. I played two sports at Calvin. Um, and so, um, I, I bleed maroon and gold and I love it. Um, so that's a big piece. Um, but being there, it's a place where we can compete on the national level. 
Uh, it's not easy to do that at every school. And we've done that pretty consistently across the board in all of our um, sports. And so um, that opportunity, you know, coupled with the idea that, you know, I had an awesome experience at Kelvin and being able to facilitate that for my student athletes uh, made it pretty enticing for me to come back and, um, you know, exactly what I felt it could be. I thought we could, you know, compete at a high level and uh, we're on our way of building that back up. What's your style as a coach? Are you, uh, uh, you know, tactical minded? Are you uh, uh, some a real rally the troops type of a, a coach? What's what's kind of your profile at a glance? If you <laughs> yeah, yeah self analysis here. Yeah, well, if I you probably ask my team, they'd say I'm pretty serious when it gets to soccer time. Um, I, I love what I do, and um, I love winning, um, like most coaches do, and so. Uh, it's pretty direct. Uh, it's kind of what, what it takes to win the game and what it takes to, for us to continue to improve. Uh, I feel like once I get off the field, I'm uh, fairly easygoing um, and enjoy being around our student athletes. I, I'm not that old. Uh, they think I am, but I'm not that old. Um, and I can still feel like I can relate a bit to you know their time in college. So um, like I said, pretty uh, direct and um, business-like when it's soccer time and uh, hopefully pretty easy going when it's not. I, I take my job really seriously as, you know, trying to develop our women on and off the field. So if it ever comes to something about that, I'm going to take that part really seriously. And, um, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of life after their four years here at Calvin. So trying to help them grow and develop and, and, and push them to be uh, the best they can be and reach their potential as uh, student athletes and as women. Is that the most rewarding part then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, like uh, winning games is a lot of fun and that's rewarding. Um, I, I, I really like college kids. They're fun to be around. Um, it's been really cool, you know, over the past day, seeing some alums, uh, you know, putting on Instagram, hey, proud of our team and, um, you know, some of the work that they put in, uh, you know, seeing some of them get jobs or being at their weddings. Those are all fun things. Uh, just being able to be a small piece in, in their story of their life is it's fun. I, I, I imagine a lot of coaches would say that um, just being part of that journey because it's such a uh, those four years are there's a lot of change that happens in their life and a lot of growth that happens. So being able to be one of those people is, is kind of fun. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you for uh, describing that so well. Um, the, the the rewards because it's a very challenging uh, position uh, to, to be charged with. Uh, you know, guiding young people as well as trying to teach them the uh, uh, an activity all at the same time. There's a, a lot of facets to it. So thank you for describing that. Um, so what, in this little slice of time here where uh, you know you're in the NCAA tournament, but you don't know who you're going to play, how far do you think this team can go? <laughs> oh, man, I, um, I, I'll i be honest, and I, this, you're going to say this is coach speak, but um, and it is. Uh, we've literally just tried to take the games as they come. Um, I think the NCAA tournament uh, is challenging every team is, is the best, right? Is either won their conference or has been, uh, you know, has won a ton of non-conference matches. And, um, and so you really can't predict that. I think, you know, to win in it, you've got to, you know, come to play each game and uh, probably have a little luck as well. I think you know, you don't have to beat everybody in the field. You just got to beat the team in front of you. You don't have to beat all 64. So I'll be honest, we're just going to take it one at a time um, and um, hope that on each of those, you know, matches that we come with our best. And, um, you know, soccer, it's super unpredictable. It's probably one of the more unpredictable sports out there. So 
um, who knows, maybe it'll be sideways raining during our match and it'll be you know really difficult to get a result. So uh, like I said, we're going to take it the games as they come and um, see, see what, if we can get a result. That's how we've kind of done it all year. Well, I wish you all the best. Uh, I, I, I hope uh, tomorrow is an exciting time when you get the, the, the draw for how the, your opponents are going to look. And then uh, all the best the rest of the way, Coach. Uh, Coach Emily Ottenhoff, thank you so much for joining us here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thanks, Robert, and thank you so much for the coverage uh, this season. It's been awesome for our team. That almost does it here for the Michigan Soccer Central podcast this week. I wanted to note that the Kelvin Knights, since the interview, drew Nazareth. So they are going to make their way all the way across the uh, country, and they're going to face Nazareth in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So good luck to the Knights of Calvin making their trip to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to face the Nazareth Golden Flyers in the NCAA Division III Women's Soccer Tournament. Also want to mention the We Are Soccer Michigan Soccer Central Team of the Week, Madonna Men's. Congratulations to Madonna Men's for being this week's We Are Soccer, Michigan Soccer Central Team of the Week. If you want to get your team nominated, send a direct message to either We Are Soccer or Michigan Soccer Central accounts. And the two entities, we share a channel. We chit-chat back and forth all of the nominees that are sent to us externally and internally. And we always like to give flowers to those teams that are doing well on and or off the field. So your team does something good on or off the field, definitely submit to We Are Soccer, Michigan Soccer Central Team of the Week. Many thanks goes out to the Michigan Soccer Central core team. Thank you to the guests as always. And thank you, listener, for tuning in each and every week. Be sure to tell your friends and spread the word about this podcast. I hear from a number of people that uh, they listen to it ardently, but there's still many Michigan soccer fans who aren't aware of the show. So please do your part and spread the word of the Michigan Soccer Central podcast. The more people getting involved, the more fun it will get. So another thank you to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the program and always and to all the Michigan Soccer Central crew, and why not tip the hat to the listeners once more. So be sure to check out the episodes and the catalogs that are on Spotify and your favorite audio platforms, and also check out the YouTube. So we've been doing our part to try to fill up the YouTube channel as much as we can as well, put the podcast and other video content on there, try to get that subscriber level up to where all the other Michigan Soccer Central channels are. So until next week, everybody, please enjoy your soccer.